Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be here with you on this Sunday morning. My name's Ronica. I'm the South Stockton Campus Director. I want to talk about the story of Samson today. In much of the Old Testament, the Israelites were always doing something to upset or anger God. It seems they just couldn't or wouldn't learn their lesson. The story with Samson starts the same way. In Judges chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. An angel of the Lord appears and is speaking to a woman who is childless. She is barren. Let's take a look at verse 5. It says, You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor, because the boy is to be a Nazarite, dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. The Lord had chosen Samson since from before birth to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. The Lord was very clear to Samson's mother about what she was to do with him. His parents did this, and Samson grew and was blessed. One day, Samson was in a town called Timnah, and he saw a Philistine woman there. He insisted on having this woman for his wife. His parents tried to talk him out of it. <sighs> Did you know, my parents tried to talk me out of being with my husband? Thankfully, I was too stubborn. And now he's one of their favorites. They said to him, isn't there accept an acceptable woman among our people? What his parents didn't know was this was all part of God's plan. Have you ever had someone come in and give their suggestion of what you ought to do? But when God has already laid out his plan for you, then that's how it will be. Oh boy, have I had to learn this the hard way. You see, the Lord was looking for an opportunity to confront the Philistines at that time because they were ruling over Israel. So Samson's on his way to Timnah with his parents to meet this beautiful Philistine woman. As he approached the vineyard, a young lion came roaring and charging towards him. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and he tore the lion apart with his bare hands. He told no one what he had done. He talks to the woman and he likes her and marries her. Now it was their custom to have a feast and to have men around them. These men were called their companions. So he's at this feast, you know, and he's feeling like the man. He just killed a lion. He's got a new wife. I'm sure he was probably feeling a little full of himself. And he says to his companions, this is a group of about 30 men. He says, let me tell you a riddle. He says, if you can come up with the answer within the seven days of this feast, he says, I'll hook you up. I will give you 30 garments of linen and 30 30 clothes, 30 sets of clothes. I'm sure they were like, oh yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want new threads? Everybody loves new clothes. I mean, mostly women, but everybody. Of course, there was a catch. He said, if you can't give me the answer, then you have to hook me up. Samson was already thinking about how he was going to be the most fitted guy there. 
So the men, sore losers that they were going to be, couldn't handle defeat. So they told Samson's wife, get him to tell you the answer or we are going to burn your father's household to death. I mean, these men were savage. Samson's wife threw herself on him, sobbing. You hate me. You don't really love me. You've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. So he says to her, woman, enough. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> he says, I haven't even told my mother or father. Why should I tell you? But you know, she was relentless like most of us women are. She cried the whole time of the feast. Samson was probably over her crying. So finally, on the last day, Samson gave her the answer. And she gave the men the answer. When the men told Samson the answer, he said to them, have you not plowed with my heifer? You would have not solved my riddle. Glad I didn't live in those times. Being referred to as a heifer would not go over well with me. Um, excuse me, come again? <laughs> The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. Now I noticed, I'm starting to notice a pattern. Anytime he is about to do something big, the Bible gives us a warning by saying the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. It's like, listen up, it's about to get good. So Samson goes to another town and he strikes down 30 of their men, takes all of their stuff and gives it to the guys who cheated. He's like so mad. So then he goes to his father's house, maybe to take a period of cooling off, who knows. So some time passes, he takes a goat, a young goat, and he arrives at his father-in-law's house. And he says to him, suegro, I'm back, where is my heifer? <laughs> no, not really, he probably says, where's my wife? So he's trying to go into his wife's room but his father-in-law wouldn't allow him in. His father-in-law says to him, I was sure you hated her, so I gave her to one of your boys. He gave Samson's wife to one of his companions. Then he tries to make up for it by saying, um, take her younger sister. Isn't she more attractive? Besides, she doesn't whine as much. Now Samson is really angry, and I'm sure feeling betrayed at this point. He says, this time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. Have you ever felt like you had a right to get even with someone? Or did you just give it to God and let God take care of it for you? He goes out, he catches 300 foxes. He ties them tail to tail with the torch attached in between. He lights the torches on fire. He ruined all of their grain, vineyards, and olive groves. When the Philistines found out Samson was the one who destroyed everything, they wanted revenge. Remember, I told you these guys were savage. So they burned his wife and father to death. They murdered Samson's wife. The Bible doesn't say Samson cried out to God. His anger became even stronger. In Judges chapter 15 and verse 8, It says, he attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. 
After that, he hung out in a cave. The Philistines were looking for him. So they came to Judah and they told them, and they told them we're looking for Samson. So 3,000 men from Judah went to the cave and told Samson, look, we need to talk. They told him, did you not know the Philistines rule over us? They were like, Samson, what are you doing to us? And Samson explained, I merely did to them what they did to me. He had a real eye for an eye mentality. And they were like, well, you got to go because we don't need any trouble. We don't want any trouble here. They says, we're going to tie you up and hand you over to them. Samson said, look, swear to me you won't kill me. So they gave their word. They tied him up with two new ropes. And as the Philistines were coming towards him, they began to shout. And the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and the ropes dropped from his hands. And he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey. He picks it up and kills a thousand men. I have a picture of Samson right after this happened. And I thought it would be really cool to show you guys. Did it look familiar? Okay, it wasn't really Samson. It was The Rock, Dwayne Johnson from The Scorpion King. But I mean, close enough, right? So when he was done, he cried out to the Lord and he said, You have given your servant this great victory. Now I must die of thirst. And I, he meant literal thirst, like he was thirsty. The Lord heard him and he provided for him. This is the first time the Bible talks about Samson crying out to the Lord. Samson became kind of a drifter after that. One night, he was with a prostitute. They found out and they tried to catch him, but Samson managed to escape, like he always did. It seems as though Samson allowed pride and anger to come into his heart and perhaps pull him away from God. He was doing things he probably wouldn't have normally done. One day, he finally falls in love with the Philistine woman. Yes, another Philistine woman. Her name is Delilah. This is the story that most of you are probably familiar with. When the rulers of the Philistines found out, they went and had a talk with Delilah. They said, see if you can tempt Samson into telling you the secret of his massive strength. So she asks him, how do you get your strength? And oh my gosh, he told her some pretty crazy stories about how he would lose his, where he got his strength and what would happen and how he would lose it. And every time she would do whatever it was and then say, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And every time it wouldn't work, and he wouldn't lose his strength. Of course, she would get all upset and tell him, you're making a fool of me. Now, I don't know, but if I was Samson, I would be pretty suspicious at this point. And in Judges chapter 15 and verses 16, 15 and 16, excuse me, Judges 16, verses 15. It says, Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me, 
and you haven't told me the secret of your strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. Now, I'm obviously not a man, so I can't fully understand. But I do have kids. And if my kids nagged me day after day, wait, actually they do that. I can see how Samson got sick of it. So he finally told her. He told her no razor had ever touched his head. He told her he had been dedicated to God from his mother's womb. So Delilah made arrangements for the Philistines to come again. She told Samson, come lay in my lap. So he laid in her lap. As she began to stroke his hair, he fell asleep. She had his braids shaved off and had him tied up. When he woke up, he thought, no big deal. I'll escape like I always do. What he didn't realize was the Lord had left him. His vow to God had been broken when his hair was cut. The Philistines grabbed him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza and put bronze shackles on him and put him in prison. And the Bible says slowly his hair started to grow back. The Philistines were preparing for a huge feast a sacrifice to their God to celebrate Samson being captured. While they were high in spirits, they decided to bring Samson out. Let's watch a clip of what takes place next. You know, Samson could have lived a long life full of more blessings, but he allowed his pride and anger to get in the way. He became arrogant. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Samson didn't do this, and it led him down a road of pain, betrayal, and brokenness. Even though Samson had done so much in his life, God loved him anyway. My God is so loving and so forgiving, he still honored Samson's last prayer. As I've mentioned before, I came to know the Lord at a young age. But like Samson, I too went through heartbreak. I was attending a church. I was about 18 and I had been attending this church for a while. I began to see a young man there. And we began to talk marriage and plans for our future with our pastor. And one day, what seemed like out of nowhere to me, he decided that he didn't love me enough to marry me. I was crushed. I was hurt. I was angry. And I felt like, you know, God, I've done everything like I'm supposed to. I don't understand. But, you know, my mistake was I didn't allow God to fix me. Instead, I took a path much like Samson. I found myself doing things that I wouldn't normally do. But I'm so thankful that God loved me anyway. I eventually found my way back to him. 
and have been letting him heal me from all of my brokenness. I want you to know this morning that God loves you anyway. Maybe you think you've done such horrible things that you can't be forgiven. Maybe you think you're unwanted or unloved. I want you to know that God wants you. God loves you. It doesn't matter what your situation is. God loves you anyway. As the song begins to play, I encourage you to talk with God this morning. Ask him into your heart. Let him love you. Maybe you've strayed away from him. Ask him for that renewing, that refreshing of your spirit. We'll let the song play. Can't go back to the beginning. Can't control what tomorrow will bring But I know here in the middle Is the place where you promised to be Come on, sing, I'm not enough I'm not enough Unless you come, will you meet me here again? Cause all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Is all you are. 
for you before we end this morning. Lord, I pray for every person, my God, that is listening and that may be listening later, Father. I pray, Father God, for those that are feeling unloved, unwanted, broken, maybe who've strayed away from you, Father, or those that maybe just feel like all of the uncertainty, they're not even sure anymore. I pray, my God, that you, O oh Lord, would give them a renewing of their spirit, Father God. I pray, God, that you, O oh Lord, would bring them close to you, Father God. I pray, God, for all of your love to be poured out unto them, God. 
as they reached out to you this morning, oh God. Show them your love because you love them anyway, Father. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, everyone says amen.